week four of my journey to the new 1%. I worked on the logo with a friend and created a bunch of content. My VA edited the content like a rock star because the reels have been popping. I had a few conversations with some people who might want to house hack a sober living property for me and that would help me get in with a lower entry price and of all places they came from a Craigslist ad. So yes, I'll bet them some more, but that was epic. I got rejected by some private money lenders, but I started to explore business credit and got a coach to help me do just that at an affordable price. I've also been trying to build a list of sober living operators for my VA to message with a consulting offer for some immediate cash flow and experience. Found a guy on Fiverr who can help me do just that. That's my week on the journey to the new 1%. Comment below and let me know how yours went. Let's dive into the nitty gritty of my week on the journey to the new 1%. I have the new 1% aspect of my life and then I have the sober living aspect of my life. This new 1% is the branding component of it. It's the podcast, it's the commitment I made to myself to just be consistent post daily and I'm niching down to show you my journey of buying and selling businesses and real estate and to help you buy and sell businesses and real estate. The part I'm kind of running into is we've switched up the content, right? It's very different. The reels are very different. What I'm talking about is very different. I've stopped interviewing people about their dreams and goals. My podcast used to be the living the dream podcast podcast. Now it's the new 1% podcast and I'm looking to advertise it, make it known. That's what Hormozy says is the literal definition for advertising. And the issue I'm really running into is I've niched down a little bit more. It's not just anybody's dreams and goals. It is specifically for people who want to buy and sell businesses. However, a lot of my followers on social media are really just friends and family. I wouldn't say many of them are entrepreneurial. And so what does it look like to make this podcast known? What does it look like to jump on other podcasts and talk about it to really target my audience to maybe send some DMs to followers of entrepreneurs who are teaching you to buy and sell businesses like Cody Sanchez and there are some others out there that I follow. I think like Paul Rogers or Jake Rogers or not Jake Paul. I think it's like Jake Rogers or Paul Rogers or something like that. But these are the questions that are going through my head. How can I make my podcast known? Because I feel like when I get that core 100 or core 1000, audience of like, hey, these people want to buy and sell businesses. They want to create a, an impact in life and they want to do it in a big way. I'll start to get feedback about my content and I can make the shifts necessary to attract more of that audience. But right now I feel like I'm doing it in a vacuum where I don't have a lot of feedback. And to be frank, my reels have gotten more engagement than they were before. So that's good feedback on the reel structure, the eye catching, the attention grabbing stuff that we're doing. But I really want to start building that community and it's because I need to build the back end to get people into, which is where those courses kind of come into play over the next week or two. I'll be trying to outline those courses and I've been saying that for a couple weeks now, but if I'm being honest, cash flow is first on my mind, which is the sober living side of my life. And then it's the content branding side of my life. So the courses have kind of taken up a little bit of a backdrop and I'll work on them hopefully a little bit this week. I have some stuff in my head. I've worked on courses like this before, so I'll create those outlines. But when I'm thinking about making it known, I'm thinking, how can I target the specific person who wants to buy and sell businesses, make an impact for humanity at the base level of humanity? It's probably a little bit younger, you know, in that 20 to 30 range, so they can kind of work with their friends and family to do the community investing. So they're younger, they're entrepreneurial, they want to make an impact and they're not already uber successful. 
Like I don't want people who have seven figure businesses and are 22. I really want people who probably make somewhere in the vicinity of 70,000 to, you know, 150, 200,000 per year and have that entrepreneurial impact itch because that's the person who's prime time for community investing and they also have the skills and the discipline to get a job like that, which means they probably have the skills and the discipline to go be an entrepreneur or at least the ability to develop it. How can I hit that target person with an offer they like and make my podcast known to them so then I can collect feedback to iterate on? And so some of the questions I've been asking myself is what would make this podcast more shareable? Why I've had one reel be sent to other people, maybe two or three reels, but what would make my podcast more shareable? How can I get audience eyeballs on my podcast and on my social media? Do I have the wrong audience? Am I not niched enough? Instead of younger people who want to buy and sell businesses and are making 70 to 200,000 a year and are impact focused, would it be better if I picked sales professionals that want to buy and sell businesses and are between 24 and 32? Like, would that be a better audience? Would niching down more be the key to getting more of my target audience? Or is it a time thing? I've switched up the reels. This is week four, right? So this is the fourth week of me having switched up the reels and they do perform better. I do need to post them on my story more. There are a lot of little tweaks I can make there. These are just some thoughts. I like having a measurable action that I can control that is building my audience. And in my head, creating content isn't that, but maybe it's because I'm not good enough at creating content. So these are the things that I'm thinking about when I'm kind of growing the new 1%. How can I advertise it and make it known? Does that mean niching down more? Or how can I reach more of my target audience? How can I get more of my target audience to share this with their friends? And then should there be additional action to posting content to my friends and family who aren't interested? And so I say that because, again, I'm posting content to friends and family who aren't interested. So how do I get around people who are interested? How do I get the content in front of them? That looks like maybe boosting it at $5 a day, putting some advertisements on some Instagram pages or shooting DMs to people who are, you know, following Cody Sanchez or, you know, Derek Fay other mergers and acquisitions people, other business people, even Alex Ramosi, if I shot out DMs to them and did a thousand a day, 2000 a day, how many people would be like, yeah, I'll check out that podcast for this freebie and the freebie be a course on community investing, right? How many people would do that? So just getting some ideas in my head and really I'm kind of focused on the DM thing, offer a freebie for feedback on the podcast is really where I'm leaning. But getting that started takes resources, time, and energy. And to be honest, I don't think this is gonna bring the cash flow as quickly as sober living. And speaking of sober living, let's jump to that now. So, new 1%, I kinda wanna think about advertising. I've kinda landed on DMs plus free content, not free content, a freebie, a free course, or a series of courses um, for people who kinda interact with my podcast, listen to it, and you know, target people who follow influencers and entrepreneurs shooting out cold dms to them that's where i've landed on with the new one percent execution on that i don't think it'll happen anytime soon frankly because it's not bringing cash flow but i will outline the courses that's kind of what i'm focused on over the next week for the new one percent brand building courses content once i have that i'll start maybe thinking of a structure of how can i start dming people but to be honest until the cash flow is coming in i'm not doing it the cash flow comes from sober living 
kind of what's on my mind with sober living is getting commitments from people with capital. Right now I have two people who have said they would like to house hack a sober living property for 20% equity and 20% of the cash flow, which means I can get into a property for 5% down. Now that 5% down, I need from a private money lender. And I've had some people who had some soft verbal commits, but after I shot them deals, I didn't have any firm commits. And so now I'm back to building my private money partner list up to 100, which means going on Pace Morby's capital raising Zooms and seeing what he has posted and who are the people that comment and how I can talk to those people and having like a one pager term sheet for how my sober living operation will run when they'll get their money back and kind of how they're a long-term partner in it. Um, so yeah, I'll build my list to 100 for that by going to the Zooms, going to the Facebook groups, interacting with people, DMing more people. That's kind of the stuff that I want to do to get going on the private money partner list. But I'm not holding my breath on people giving me money. Again, I like activity that I can control. And so recently, like I said in the, in the um, beginning of this podcast, we have reoriented towards building business credit as well. Not really reoriented because we're still doing the personal side of things, but we're setting ourselves up so that in six months, 12 months, we have $150,000 in business credit and can go buy the property ourselves. To buy a quadplex in the Austin area around $900,000, you're gonna need around 120, 130,000. So if I can get my business credit to 100, 150,000, I can buy that and feel fairly confident that I can run it for six months with no income whatsoever. And it does not take six months to scale um, up to the tenants you need in sober living. So I'm really excited about this business credit stuff. And what that looks like is getting your business presentable to a bank and knowing who to go to for financing and what levers to pull to get your financing. So yeah, I'm trying to get commitments from people with capital, but I'm not holding my breath on people uh, coming in with capital. I'll still be trying to work that list and build that list because honestly, relationships is how you scale. But it takes time to build relationships. So in the meantime, I will also be building business credit and whichever one comes through first is the one I will use to acquire my first property. And business credit shouldn't take longer than six months. It really shouldn't, not if I get focused on it and start using Credit Suite, which is the coach slash mentorship program that I paid for. It's like 500 a month. The people in my LLC together, we spend 800 a month on building the business. And so now instead of 800 a month going towards leads for real estate that we can't close on, it's going toward business credit. So we have the funding to close. I would say that's the biggest update on the financial side with sober living and the fact that we have some partners and the Craigslist ad worked. Maybe we try some Facebook ads as well, but we just get a list of people who are like, yeah, I'll go be a house manager in a sober living property and just a list of contacts so that I can pull the trigger when I need to. The other part of sober living is the consulting side. I recently talked with a dude on Fiverr, like before on Saturday, October 14th, before I started recording this, that's when I recorded this, it's com coming out tomorrow. But I talked to a dude on Fiverr, they can scrape Google Maps with search terms of like sober living Austin, sober living Dallas, sober living, etc., And they'll get a list of homes for me. And through them getting that list of homes, I'll have my VA reach out with an offer that is a consulting offer that will help operators double their profit and cut relapse rate by 20%. And this will happen by helping them with their offer and helping them with their product delivery. 
and some of their marketing. And I'll probably take 10% of the revenue to start for the first three to five people, 15 to 20% of the revenue to start for the next three to five people. And that's really so I can pay my virtual assistant more and so I can get some more hands on deck to maybe shoot some DMs out to people for the new 1% and some private money lenders and whatever needs to be done. It's really just the new 1% stuff. I wanna put some money behind the brand. And I wanna put some money behind, um, yeah, scaling that consulting business and really just pushing the brand out and getting the course going and getting the email list going. And of course, buy more sober living properties. So the most ideal thing is to use that cash flow to get business credit, to buy sober living properties, to use that cash flow to then push the brand, which will help me kind of build my network, build my expertise to get more sober living properties, more brand recognition to be able to help more people. So that's what this is all about. First and foremost is cash flow, which means use the cash flow from the consulting gig to A, pay my VA more, and B, acquire more sober living properties. And then of course, use the cash flow from the sober living properties to push the new 1%, which will help me raise more money for sober living, but also help me buy other businesses with other people who are joining the new 1%. So that's really what I'm doing on the sober living side of things. The consulting looks like helping them with their offer, which is really like, hey, how can we get these people right in their health, their wealth, and their relationships. And it looks like some mindset stuff. It looks like helping them with some bookkeeping and accounting stuff. It looks like helping them people place jobs, place their tenants in jobs, people who are in the recovery process into jobs that work well for them. It really looks like increasing income, introducing the community investing concept so that people can grow together. And if in a year, 12 tenants get into an, into an LLC who are all in the recovery process. They put a thousand a month in each because they have that discretionary income because we got them a job. Now it's 12 people, 12,000 a month into an LLC. At the end of that 12 months, they have 144,000. They could put that money to work or get business credit and go buy a two, $3 million business that cash flows 800,000, 900,000 a year. And they could just have me run it or another operator run it and they keep the majority of the equity. And now that a thousand a month that they put away for 12 months together produced, you know, 300,000 a year in profit for them divided by 12. Let's just go 360 divided by 12. You know, they're each getting 3000 a year. I'm pretty sure. 30,000 a month, 30,000 a year about 3,000 a month, 2,500 a month, somewhere around there. They're making multiple thousands of dollars per month. Sorry, I was doing quick math right there. 360,000 in cash flow from a business they buy because they leverage some business credit, they put the 144 in, and then they go buy a business for $288,000 down, which is probably gonna be about a $2.8 million business. It probably does somewhere around 900,000 in cash flow, 800,000 in cash flow. Let's say, 360,000 of that is cash flow that comes to their pocket. You divide that by 12, that is $30,000. I think that's 2,500 a month. So they took 1,000 a month over 12 years, over 12 months, and turned it into 2,500 a month for the rest of their life. If the business stays stagnant, if it grows, then they get more money. And so that's the type of stuff that community investing can do. You get 12 friends, 1,000 a month, put an operator in place, and it's like boom, bada, bing you're making cash flow. So those are my ideas, helping them with health, 
through working out together, helping them with wealth, through community investing and budgeting, and then helping them with relationships through the community and the sober living property, helping them with their social skills, helping them get out into the community and engage in sober activities and sober volunteering. And then, um, yeah, just running it, building a community that doesn't stop when you leave the sober living home. It's like, hey, we are now invest together. They can join the new 1% if there are people who want to go out and impact. So that's what we got for you guys today on the show. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you on the next one. And remember, we are a community of people judged not by our wealth, but by our impact.